Martinez, the Nebraska transplant. Martinez again finds a space. Another touchdown and a foul from Martinez. Take a bow, young man. You have played the game of your life. This is wrong, people. Wrong. All right, this is going to be a dicey show today. This how are is going to be really this? dicey. I can't laugh. I don't, I don't know how we're going to do this. I know. I really felt like so. Couple, I mean, we had to push the recording back. I pushed it back to Monday instead of Sunday because your boy had hernia surgery on Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. And I can't laugh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, hernia you, on Wednesday. Like, this text comes out of nowhere. It says... This is yesterday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. This is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Schick, I had hernia surgery on Wednesday. Any chance you can record tomorrow morning? Would be nice to get one more day and night to recover. If you can't, we can try to knock it out tonight. Let me know. I have never received a text that said, Schick, I had hernia surgery on Wednesday. That's the way you started. That's how I roll. Text come out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. I know. I know. Well, how about this? This, I mean, first of all, this hernia, this is wrong, people. Wrong. <laughs> this is wrong, people. Wrong. So, <laughs> you know what's crazy is all the way back in the Dizay, remember when your boy had his appendicitis during the show? Yeah, I remember that. And I, right. we were doing the Shikinik Bowling League, and I had to do the, like, wheel the little ramp. You know, bow, bowling, yeah, balls the ramp. On, bowling balls right. on ramps that go down and get strikes. Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. So everything. So I, your boy had a had his appendicitis. This would have been back in like 2012, probably two years later. The incision from that boom pops. It was more of like an incisional hernia. Your boy has had has dealt with a hernia for seven or eight years. And I have just been so like I am not doing surgery. I after my one surgery, where I got my 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 tumor game right, I was like I am I'm done with surgery. I'm not doing it. But then we hit our deductible, and my wife said you are having surgery, and I said this is wrong, people. Wrong. This is wrong, people. Wrong. See, boy had to have surgery on Wednesday, get the hernia repaired. So your boy's been on the couch, on the Tim couch. Sorry, Tim. And I don't know how we're going to do this today. I've had to really take it easy. I can't laugh. I am very nervous with how this is going to work. I'm going to try to do an entire episode without really screaming or laughing. So good luck to me. Good luck with all that. I pl- As you connected, you heard a song that was being played. It was a song, people. Song. This is wrong, people. Wrong. Okay. I just clap instead of laugh. And you didn't know what it was. This is the first. I I, I know I'm not the only one. When you said you had a hernia operation, hernia surgery, there's no way I'm the only person who thought of this when you said that. Here we go.
Okay. okay. So I've never heard that before. Have, okay. Living with a hernia instead of living in America. Yes. The parody from Weird Al. One of the great. And the video is just outstanding. And um, I actually had a, I had an odd dream last night oh boy. that included Weird Al. And I think it was because I was thinking about this song, going to bed, going, ah, I'm going to work that in tomorrow. Of course. But yes, Weird Al Yankovic, Living with a Hernia. That's pretty much me. I, have, I don't know how... I mean, how this Weird Al song kind of snuck through the cracks with me, I don't know. I've never heard that song before, and it's never had. A, I've never had a, a Weird Al song apply to my life more than that right there. That's 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 it. That is what I'm dealing with right now, living with a hernia. So we're either going to have this podcast named it's, This is Wrong People Wrong or Living with a Hernia. Um, I think the hernia one's probably the right way to go. Well, we're only a couple minutes in. Let's see where this thing... You never know where this thing can go, you know? I mean, it's it's way too early to call it. Way too early. We had... I was going to have... The the start of the show was going to be the Adrian Martinez uh, thing, and then it was going to be followed by this. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me happy. Okay. It was going to be that, but then... You rang a bell with the "it's wrong, people wrong," so we had to do that because it is wrong. It makes you happy, it makes you, and it's wrong. Did I or did I not say when Kansas State when he transferred to Kansas State? I said, "Look at the schedule. They've got Nebraska the week before, and then they play Adrian Martinez the next yes. week. You will be able to compare. And if he does well, and Nebraska does not." There you go. I didn't know Scott Frost wouldn't be the coach for the Oklahoma game. I mean, but here we are. Adrian Martinez gets his big win against Oklahoma a week after Oklahoma gave the mercy rule to Katsopolis to Nebraska. Thank you very much. I, I Imagine someone, like the day we released our Husker pump-up songs, when we gave our season predictions, if someone would have said, hey, here, here's what I think is going to happen. Nebraska is going to lose to Northwestern in Ireland because Scott Frost is going to kick an onside kick up 11 and then they're going to turn around and they're going to have a dog fight for four quarters against North Dakota. Then they're going to give up 642 yards to Georgia Southern. Frost is going to be fired after that game and then Oklahoma is going to come to town, run him off the field. Chenander is going to be fired after that game. And then the following week, Adrian Martinez is going to combine for five touchdowns and have a heroic fourth quarter performance with not one but two outstanding fourth quarter drives to seal the game over Oklahoma. I mean, think it's, it's just this season has, you talk about the worst possible way this could have played out. It's astonishing how bad this has gone for the Nebraska folk out there. What if you, they would have said last year, they said, Hey, Adrian Martinez isn't going to beat Oklahoma this year, but he will next year. Like great for us. Yeah. Kansas State. Ah, Jerry, I'm not going to let you bring me down off this high. Ah, I've been partying all night. I saw the sunrise at Liza's. Manelli's? No. (laughs) Perfect. That is so So perfect. So good. Oh, man. Yeah, there was a uh, Twitter was going through some things, boy, on Saturday night and into Sunday with old Adrian Martinez balling out. Adrian Martinez's status as a Husker has increased with his departure. Yeah. Because of that win and the success 
and coupled with the fact that Nebraska's not doing well. Like all of that, where you go, you know what? Maybe he it, wasn't the problem. All, all, of the, all of the thoughts of what ifs, you go, okay, maybe he wasn't so bad after. Now, let's also say he hasn't had a very good year. He's one of the worst QBR quarterbacks. They lost to Metro. Tulane and scored 10 points the week right. before. So this is one game. Right. But that's all Husker well, fans. That, it, I was like, this is it. This right. is it. Right. The, uh, the line I had was like, this one game and one moment seemed to almost exonerate Martinez and the trial of his time at Nebraska and nail Frost as guilty on all charges, right? Like what the second on third and 16, he scrambles, hits the sidelines. The jury had reached a verdict in the case, in the case of Martinez versus Nebraska. And they found Martinez not guilty on all charges and Frost guilty on all charges. Martinez was acquitted. Frost is in the slammer, That's but true. you go to jail with $8 million. That's true. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Put me in jail. That's... You can lock me up for 30 days if you give me 8 mil. That's good. It is It is hard. Like, even though he did something that technically he had never done before and, you know, winning a big, a, you know, big game, coming through in a big moment and all that, as I watched it, I wasn't surprised at all. There always was this feeling with him that I felt like deep down inside, somewhere in there, was a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. And it felt like more of a case of when, not if, he won a big game and came through. So my emotions were like, I, I wasn't surprised. I was genuinely happy for him. Um, oh, but, yeah. it, but I also thought it was interesting how what we're saying here People took that one game, and people are having big-time revisionist history on all the things that unfolded with Martinez at Nebraska, right? Like, again, the issues, he was not the problem, but I also think you can say that and then also say, but he had a lot of shortcomings and flaws and turned the ball over a lot and didn't and, and had a lot of opportunities to come through in clutch situations and never did like i feel like you can tell that it's one of these classic sports situations and sports debates and sports topics where multiple things can be true at the same time and boy twitter did not want to acknowledge that on saturday and into sunday and now into monday no nope, it was martinez is the greatest quarterback of all time and now that he's out of nebraska it is plain fully obvious that that's the case and he was always amazing at Nebraska and it's like eh, I don't know about that yeah he wasn't amazing always amazing at Nebraska but I will say he didn't get better at Nebraska totally agree totally agree he didn't get better but here's and- the hard part about that because I totally agree with you because I'm not so sure if you really go back and watch everybody should do this just for fun or not fun depending on how you view fun you go look up 2018 Martinez Colorado highlights. Look at that oh, dude. The first run that he had where he broke it free to the end zone, I said, oh my goodness, this is Taylor Martinez with an arm. Yes. This guy is going to be a big problem. Like he was faster in that game than he ever was in any ensuing game. Right. And so whether it was, uh, it was a culmination of things. I think it was Nebraska never got better around him. I think he got hurt. I think he didn't have great development with Verdusco and Frost. But also, it's amazing how much we just absolve players of all responsibility in the player development conversation. It is um, unbelievable to me how, like, 
When a player doesn't get better, it is 1,000% the coach's fault, and it is nothing on the player, which has just always been bizarre to me. Again, like this is where it's at. Like multiple things can be true at once. He did not get better. I blame the coaches. I blame everything that was around him. I blame the injuries. But on some level, Martinez, I don't think, really took a step forward. I mean, I think there was in that 2019 season when after the fact, I think Frost even admitted, remember, after the season, hey, I think I think Martinez let up a little bit. I don't think he was as locked in in the offseason. Like, again, I think all these things can can be true at the same time. And then you have to ask how many offensive players got have gotten better. Like the defensive players got better, yep. right, as they got older. And yep. They were seniors and super yep. seniors, COVID seniors. How many on the offensive side? It's one of those things you can – talk so many different ways about it but the bottom line is it was awesome to see yes what he did it was cool and then he he said his bow was the Brody Belt tribute because yeah. Brody Belt when he scored his touchdown took a bow Brody Belt just scored that touchdown like 2 games ago right against north was that against it was, it was against Georgia Southern or was it Georgia Southern it was North Dakota. I think it, why do I think it was North Dakota? But I'm not one of the two. It was against Georgia Southern. Okay. But we all remember that touchdown, don't we? Snap back, Casey. Looking, stepping, throwing for the end zone. Man out there, Brody Belt. Touchdown, Nebraska. Brody Belt's first career touchdown. <laughs> yes. Brody right down on the middle of the field. Casey Thompson threw a dime. Yes. Yeah. Brody. You know, shout out to my guy, Brody Belt. He'll know. Uh, he hit a bow in his first collegiate touchdown. He's my best friend from Nebraska. Kind of gave me the inspiration. So felt like it was fitting for the moment. Guys loved it. The rest didn't love it a lot. But, hey, it's all right. Brody! Ah, hey, hey. Yes! Brody! <laughs> It is. There I, it is. I love how just a mere two weeks after it happened, there was paying homage to a Brody Belt. Like he already, it's already like the Brody Belt signature move. Is Brody Belt the bow guy now? I love it. I absolutely love it. Brody Belt uh, has become a cult figure uh, yep. at Nebraska. Hopefully, there's many more touchdowns to come. I mean, when I, th- I think of the um, Terrell Davis, the Mile High Salute, the Jamal Anderson Dirty right. Bird, I think of the Icky Shuffle. I mean, yeah, and then great. you think of the Brody Belt bow. I mean, that's just that's how it is. Who's bow? Brody. All right. Ah! Uh, I good. love it. I love it. No, you couldn't have been happier though for Martinez, man. I mean, I. You would think, I'd be curious to see if there were, I mean, there had to have been some Husker fans that were, you know, felt sad or mad as they were watching that. I, I, I didn't. I'm like, I, to no. me, it's, it's, you wanted to see, like, to me, there's clarity with Frost. He needed to go. You know that that situation has, has resolved itself, at least into kind of knowing what needed to happen. Then I also think, like, Casey Thompson is fine. It'd be one thing if you had a terrible quarterback. Casey Thompson's fine. Nebraska's not losing because Martinez isn't here. I think that's an important way to look at it, too. Like, yeah, maybe if Nebraska was in this situation because their quarterback play was atrocious, maybe you'd feel different about it. But I don't know. To me, all those things, I'm like, you know what, man? My prevailing thought is, like, happiness for Martinez. You need to let him go so he could spread his wings. 
Right. Because this is a cage. Nebraska is locked up in a cage. If you love something, let it go. Yeah. You know, you have to That's, let it go. See if it comes it. back. See if it comes back. Yes. Yeah, he's had some passes he wish he could have back. You know that if he was at Nebraska, he would not have had a win like that. No question. So, yeah. yeah he made the right move. That's great. I mean, he made the right move. I, th- I still think Nebraska, like as weird as it sounds, I think everybody made the right decision. Frost had to kind of see what this thing looked like, was switching things up. Like Martinez. In a related story, he got fired. And in a related story, it's all over. But that's the thing about it. It's like it was more of like it wasn't because of that. It was more of the the defense. It's a bittersweet that Martinez gets a win like that, not in a Husker uniform. Right, right. Because it just felt like that that would be the only thing that was like, man, you wish he'd had that moment playing for Nebraska. The Michigan game last year would have been it. Right? Would have been the one. And it just it didn't happen for him. And so yeah, but no, you I don't know how if you weren't genuinely happy for Martinez, because you talk about a guy that has done nothing throughout his career to draw any negative attention to himself, make excuses, anything like games. that. How dare you.com is a website you need to log on to. <laughs> How dare you.com. No, he represented himself very well. He's doing some good things. Awesome. So, What other thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Well, Your boy, it, the, I, can I, the irony. Okay, give me the irony. The irony bowl. The irony of Martinez is doing it for a coach that you would like to coach your team. Oh, yeah. Kansas is leading the Big 12 and has a quarterback that you wouldn't mind having along with the head coach. Like, hey, can we do both in the transfer portal? Like, take Jalen Daniels and he can quarterback Nebraska. Can you do that? I'm down for that. Highest total QBR for a team's first four games in the last five seasons. Here's your list. Jalen Hurts, 2019, had a QBR of 97. Jalen Daniels, 2022, QBR of 97. Tua, 2018 QBR of 98. Oh That's God. your top three. Oh my First gosh. four games, last five years, highest total QBR. That's a, I, well. Here, I mean, listen. I told you once. I'll tell you again. I think people are going to find out that Kansas <laughs> is a cut above everybody. And I think people are going to find out that Kansas is a cut above everybody. Thank you, Nick. Yes. Quick time out here on the Chicken Nick Show podcast to tell you about our friends at Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC-DBA. Currency pursuant to CFL License 60-DBO-54873. Nailed it. Rack them. This weekend was like, for a lot of Husker fans, and your boy included, it was like I had just gotten out of a long relationship. I just broke up with my girlfriend, and this weekend was the first time I was single, and I was out, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, look at that. Look at Dave Aranda. Oh, my God. I would There's no to. question about that's it. That's what people were – that's how – Everybody, all the candidates 
just PJ Fleck. Oh, oh, look boy. At, oh man, three hundred yards rushing. Oh man, oh, <laughs> look at the way he gets that culture right. Oh man, he could row my boat anytime. Uh, anytime, PJ, get to rowing, my man. <laughs> Look at Lance Leipold. Oh, man. They filled that stadium good, didn't he? Oh, man. Filled that John Wilkes booth. <laughs> Packed the booth. The name of the stadium has the word booth in it. That's where that joke comes in. Oh. oh look at Dave Aranda beating. Oh. I don't need Matt Campbell. I can oh. get Dave Aranda. He Dave beat him. Oh, that was him. for the Nebraska job. Look oh. at him slapping people on the side. He's slapping his, his, his coach's <laughs> booties. Oh, man. He's playful. He's fun. I like him a lot. Like that's what it, I mean. Everybody is just got out of a relationship. They went out with their friends for the first time as a single man after years of being in a committed relationship, and they have fallen in love with everybody they saw on Saturday. Oh man, that's how it went. PJ Fleck, I just talked to him uh, this morning as we're taping this on the Big Ten uh, radio show, and I'm just like, I'm so all in on PJ. I now. love PJ Fleck. Funny. I don't care what anybody says. Like he's one of those coaches you take in doses, right? It's like um, it's like Frank Caliendo, right? You like a couple of impressions, but if you're there for a two hours of stand up and impressions, you're like okay, yeah, that's like, a ooh. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, and I've done that. It's it's a lot, right? <laughs> PJ's a lot. Yeah, but the doses, man, give me a couple of doses a week of PJ Fleck, man. Like that, that guy makes no apologies and just says, "I am who I am." Right. And and what's I'll funny buy about the it sailor is. Man. But what's funny about it is some people I think take it as like it's it's phony or an act. Like no, I think that I think he is sincere in who he is. He's just kind of like that. He's over the top. He's he's a little uh, corny and cheesy with some of the stuff. But man, it what he is doing in Minnesota is undeniably great. Say PJ, we'll take you. Joe Rossi has to come on board as well, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Uh, Kirk Scherrer, you know what? Bring them all. Let's go. Just, just move it all. Just bring it all here. Now, I, it's it is interesting to. I mean, even uh, you know, I'm taking some heat now because one of the one of the names I threw out there last week, Patty Fitz. Patty Fitz is having some issues this he'd year. He'd be a tough. He'd be a tough sell <sighs> this year, which is why that someone was uh, actually the producer of our, our Big Ten show was saying this Lance Leipold thing. It's like lightning in a bottle right now. I said, I know. I said they really need to hire him before the Oklahoma game. <laughs> just in case that goes south, yes. like, just take him. Right, You're like they got Iowa State, you know, coming up for a homecoming. It's like, okay, you got to time this right. Take a midseason, right? Don't, right. Don't, don't we don't want anything to ruin it can cool this? Cool at any moment. Just yep. ask Mel Tucker how quickly that iron can cool. No question about it, because the the stock is as high as it's going to get potentially. <laughs> but it is. I just cannot wait, Chick. As I was watching, and I was single and ready to mingle, and thinking it and looking at all these candidates. It is going to be so fascinating to see how these coaches, these candidates that we're talking about, Sands probably Fleck. I mean, I don't think Fleck is going to leave Minnesota no, to come no, to Nebraska, yeah, but a, a man can dream. You can dream about Kelly Kapowski, right? But I, I, th- I think the thing that's going to be so interesting is how these candidates view Nebraska. Because on the surface, you would think, well, Nebraska is a better job than Baylor and Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State. But maybe... For Aranda and Leipold and Kleiman and those guys where they're at, they're like, nah, it's really not. I don't know. I mean, if you're thinking about upward mobility within the conference, Nebraska's not a good job. Nebraska's not a good job. You're adding USC, UCLA, 
You're in flyover country. You have to go outside 500 miles to recruit. It's not a good job when it comes to that. I was on uh, Hale Varsity Radio last week with Schmitty, and, and I said the biggest sell is money. The number two sell is Trev Alberts. Yeah. And then you can throw in the indoor facility, like the facilities are important, and the fan support. All that stuff is goes without saying. But it's going to have to be a – like when I, when I left 1620 mm-hmm. in Omaha for uh, Charlotte and ESPN, I didn't want to leave. Like we liked where we were at, but we were in flux and, you know, with our yeah. show. And so I just said to Kelly, I hope – Whatever proposal they give us makes the decision for us. And as soon as I got on the phone with my agent and he said, here it is, yep. as soon as he said it, I go, we're moving. Yeah. In, in your, my mind, I said, that's it. We are moving, and it just happened. The decision was made for us. There's really no discussion that has to happen. That's what has to happen with this job offer from Nebraska. Is I don't really care how challenging the job is. Did you see what they're offering us? Yes, We have to really at least have a prayerful conversation about this because as happy as we are here, boy, look at what they're offering coming up. See, and that's the thing is, I, and what you're talking about is I think a lot of this comes back to just money. I mean, this the amount that's of money. I mean. it's 100%. Yeah, I know that's what you're saying. Like that's because we sit there and talk about all, all these other different things. Like Trev has to put a dollar amount in front of Leipold or Kleiman or Aranda or whoever it is that you are single and ready to mingle with. That makes them just go what you did with Charlotte, where it's like, well, this is a no-brainer. We are not only, I mean, not maybe doubling our money, we are maybe tripling our money. It's a no-brainer, but it's pretty remarkable to think about the conversation we're having, where we're truly debating what's a better job, Kansas or Nebraska? What's a better job, Baylor or Nebraska? What's a better job, Iowa State or Nebraska? But it's just it depends on how you view some of these things. It really does. And I The I, Big Twelve is now going to be among like minded schools that are on a similar level where you don't have to worry about that school has so much more than we do. There's no way we can catch fill in the blank. Now you might not be able to catch Nebraska and the Big Ten schools with money, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're at Nebraska you're making that kind of money, but how, what's your longevity and what's your success rate that you can have? Right. Because you've got to win recruiting battles and develop that talent. Now, you can look at Iowa. You can look at Wisconsin. You can look at Minnesota as reasons for a lot of hope. But are you doing away with divisions? Like, Can you win a conference championship and a one-game off? Are we talking about the expanded playoff and finishing 9-3 and three and being able to get in there? Like, What's the goal? What are the expectations and how attainable is it, and how long will it take? Well, and I think also, if you if you go back a few months, when USC and UCLA left for the Big Ten, and then even you fast forward a year ago, when Texas and Oklahoma left or leaving for the SEC, there was this feeling that, okay, is the Big 12 going to even be around in a couple of years? But doesn't it feel like here we are on September 26th, and with some of the additions that the Big 12 has made, Cincinnati, Houston, Central Florida, BYU, and the announcement that the playoff is going to expand, I think makes the Big 12 feel like if you are a Dave Aranda or a Lance Leipold or a Matt Campbell, like, okay, we are probably going to have a seat at the table that wasn't necessarily for sure a couple of months or even a year ago. And let's be honest, the path to getting a seat at that table might be more attainable in the Big 12 than it is in the Big 10. So 
this thing is fluid, though. Like, who knows what the conversation will be like six months from now? Baylor went 10-2 and two last year and had no shot at the playoff, even winning the Big 12 championship. Right. 10-2 and two in the regular season, right? 11-2, and two in the reg- including the conference title. But 12-team playoff, they're a shoo-in, you know, with that. So, yeah, and it's not even Big 10. It's, yeah, it's Nebraska. It's Nebraska. It's Nebraska. Like, is it more attainable here? Is it more attainable there than here? What can I do there that I can't do here? How does life get better there where I can't achieve that here? I don't know. I do I feel know. like the job people, has morphed into something where you're comparing it with schools you never thought you'd compare. Totally it to. agree. And that, but don't would you agree though that this is the first time in a handful of coaching hire cycles for Nebraska where I don't think the candidate would look at Nebraska and go, "Those people are crazy. Their expectations are way out of whack. I am walking into a scenario where if I don't win and win big right away, I am going to be fired." I feel like for the first time, you're walking in to a situation. Bill Callahan didn't walk into it. Frank Solich certainly didn't walk into it. Uh, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, and Scott Frost, where the bar is as low as, as it has ever been. And I think that has to help, too. For I'm speaking from a candidate. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, well, now I do feel like, although that's been a, you know, a, a, a coaching graveyard and the kind of place that has fired nine win coaches. That's not necessarily an accurate depiction of the moment right now. No. And that was what I led with actually with Chris Schmidt on Hale varsity was the bar is incredibly low. Yes. It's incredibly low where you, you know, as long as you're improving and as long as you're making a bowl game, you're going to have a job for a while at Nebraska. Think about that statement. Yes. If you're consistently making a bowl game at Nebraska, you're going to be employed. Right. And years ago, that was not uh, that was not good enough. I think the bottom line is Trev Alberts has to uh, channel his inner Don Corleone. I want you to rest well in a month from now. This Hollywood big shot is going to give you what you want. Too late. They start shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Boom. That's Boom. it. That's it? That's it. So what is that number? Off the top of your head, what do you think that number is? Eight million a year. That's what I was going to go seven and a half or eight million, which is amazing. I've been settled on eight for a while. It's eight million because that's you're almost doubling salaries in the Big Twelve. Right, Matt Campbell, I think, is around four. I'm not sure where Aranda might be around that number. I mean, Kleiman's or uh, uh, Leipold's only Aranda, I think, two. Is a private school, so we don't know for sure. Right, but, but yeah, Leipold's around three around or four. two. So you yeah. could, I mean, you would be potentially tripling a guy like Leipold's salary. You know, I, I it's. Like I said, if you're going to spend $8 million extra to fire a guy 21 days in advance, you can spend $8 million a year on a football coach. Totally agree. And I, in fact, I think there's going to be some fans that are going to be a little like, really? You, you could have waited 20 days and saved <laughs> 7 or $8 million bucks. The, His annual salary right, for a year. Right, and, and But now you're going to cheap out and you're only going to spend whatever to, to get a coach. That's the thing is that decision from Trev, I think – not only was he going to have to probably fork over a big amount of money to begin with to, to lure the right people to come to Lincoln, but almost the making the decision that he made made it so he has to – the dollar amount attached to his coach better, better back up the decision to fire Frost when he did. And it comes with the backdrop of the new local multimedia rights agreement that he got and the Big Ten media rights agreement. The landscape has changed in the last two months. Right. 
for Nebraska where what you thought was outrageous now is extremely feasible and palatable moving forward if you want to win. And they've been in the wilderness for so long right. that they'll do that. Well, and, and to me, I, and I know, like, I mean, you look at uh, – you look at someone like Mel Tucker, who's what Mel's making nine or ten a year. Like you on the surface right now, you'd be like, "Oh man, horrible contract." What were they thinking? But at the same time, when it works, a coach—I I could argue that that ten million dollars for a coach that takes you to a conference championship game in this climate is underpaid, or for sure you could say they're worth every penny. With when you're at a school like Nebraska, which you just pointed out with the new media deal on both both levels. With all the money you're going to have coming in annually, you, I, I mean, you, I don't even know what a dollar amount you would have to get to to where you'd be like, man, that's way too much. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you get and, to like 10, 12 million and you're like, it's worth and it to have a winner. This extra money without winning. Yes. You're getting this, you're getting this free money for being terrible because of, because you're in the Big Ten. Imagine how much more they could make if they actually win. <laughs> right, know? right. It's incredible. What do you think? For, just incredible. To, to now that you turn the page, it's weird to even like. I'm not, I don't even know how I would classify my emotional state in terms of excitement, not excitement. What I am with the rest of the season for the team now. I like Mickey Joseph. I think he's he's touched all the right, hit all the right notes so far in what he's said and done. But I'm not so sure that if you gave you know Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, this team, I'm not sure they would how well they would do in these final eight games. Because the hard part is, you look at the rest of the Big Ten right now, you look at the rest of their schedule, outside of Minnesota and Michigan, a lot of those teams don't look like they're world beaters. Wisconsin looked very pedestrian. Iowa, we know they have offensive issues. Rutgers, Illinois, Indiana, some of these teams are like, eh, Purdue had a, had a dogfight with FAU. I know they didn't have O'Connell out there as a starter. Uh but the problem is with that, Nebraska might even be worse than we think. You know, I mean, Oklahoma made Nebraska yeah. look like a fool, and Kansas State just ran them off the field on their own uh, in Norman. We see what Northwestern's been doing, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a part of me is, uh, you see, Nebraska's favored against Indiana this week. I just, I'm not sure. Give me the Hoosiers plus three and a half. Who, who in their right mind would favor Nebraska against anybody right now? No, I said. Uh... I think they win one more game max, but I, the cynical part of me just says, what does it matter? I agree. You know, what does it matter? How much? I agree. Because this whole thing is going to get blown up. Right. As much Mickey as Joseph's I love and not respect going to Mickey. get the job. Right. I mean, it's, it's going to get blown up. And so it matters because you want to put a good product on the field. You take pride in what you do. And it matters for the coaches because they want to be those that are on the staff want to be they're They're auditioning for next jobs for or sure. to be holdovers in the next staff. So right. all that's important, but I mean, I, I don't know what it matters. And I, and I look down the rest of the schedule and I think if you put Illinois in the field with Nebraska right now, I think Illinois wins that by two touchdowns. Yeah. I think Illinois is so good right now. They're so good defensively. They run the ball. Well, they got a competent quarterback. I agree. Purdue, Rutgers, who the heck knows, but then when you get to Minnesota yeah, I mean, and yeah, you're going to lose your last five games. No. Oh, yeah. You're losing That's your last what five. It feels like. Yeah. So. Like, I, I mean, in some ways, a part of me feels like the, if they're going to win a game, it better be, they, they got to win. If they're going to win a game or do anything more than winning a game, they better win this next one. It's the only one they're favored in FPI wise. Yeah. 
so, probably point spread wise. But yeah. I'm with you. So, I'm with you. It's just weird. It's hard to. It's it's hard to figure out how to characterize how I feel and how I'm approaching these games because I'm with you. Like I'm just not sure what does it matter. Okay, so they go play well and beat Indiana by ten. Okay, I mean I don't I don't know. Because that's the thing is in in the in the grand scheme of the big picture of this thing of what you're progressing towards, not sure anything really. Even if you go and you play terrible, you I mean I don't. Let's say you go get you go get beat by 24 to Indiana. Explain to me how everything's totally different. Yep, it just uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yep. Uh, this thing's getting blown up, and they're going to start over again. Um, speaking of Mickey Joseph, though, got this. Uh, this was alerted. Uh, we were alerted to this. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, this is from Seth, and he wasn't the only one. He said, two drops in five seconds from Mickey. Impressive stuff. Here we go. Let's listen. This is uh, Mickey Joseph last week. Lining up, getting lined up, tackling. There it is. Wow. Get lined up and tackling. Uh, Matt Davison, what about getting lined up, my friend? Get lined up. Thank you, Matt. Always appreciate it. Incredible. And we got this. This is uh, Johnson County Central Public Schools located in Tecumseh. So speaking of. Yeah. Matty D. Matt Davison, yep. right? It, located in Tecumseh and Cook, Nebraska. This was sent to us. This was a a big touchdown. And it was sent to us as this announcer channels his inner Davis. Matt Davison. Here we go. Last play. Brandon Speckman still on the sidelines. Wesley Swanson. Can he get it in for the Thunderbirds? A good block there. Throws it up. And it's caught. Wyatt Ludeman for the touchdown. Going into halftime, the Thunderbirds will lead. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's a big yes. 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 Very good. Yes. Good yes. shout out to Davis. That was really yes. Right? Yeah, Brody. Yes. Uh let's go to the polls here before let's we wrap do up. Do it. Time to My hernia get to is the hanging polls. in These there. polls are about to be sponsored, by the way. Did you know oh, that? Oh no. Yes. Did you know that? I did not know that. In fact, they're sponsored beginning today. Did you know that? I did not know that. Are they sponsored by my hernia? <laughs> Are they sponsored by Fairberry? <laughs> Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. <laughs> Poll question is sponsored by Nick's Hernia. <sighs> These polls are brought to you by Aaron Shoemaker with Nebraska Realty. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Aaron, and I, yes. 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 Her husband, Mike, very loyal listener. And he said, you know what? I, I think it'd be fun for yes. her to advertise her business on our show, which is great. Pumped. And let me tell you, Aaron sets the gold standard in real estate. She began a real estate career back in 2007, provides clients knowledge to aid them in making the best real estate decisions on selling and or buying. She specializes in Omaha, Elkhorn, Gretna, Papillion, Springfield, Louisville, Bennington Valley, Waterloo, and Utan. 
consistently in the top 5% of agents in the Omaha metro area and surrounding cities. Call Aaron for any real estate needs. Text or call 402-714-5539. Shouts out to Aaron. Let's give it up to Aaron, people. Give it up for Good job, Aaron. Support those who support us. Yes. All right. Thank yeah. you, Matt. Aaron. Brody. All right. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Brody. All right. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. All right. Don't make me laugh. Here are your, sorry. Sorry. I got to breathe. Here are your polls. <sighs> what was your favorite part of Bob's call to Big Red overreaction? John Bishop's grunt or thank you for calling or other? John Bishop's grunt was number one. Wow. John Bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. That was Can one of breathe? mine. And then, of course, the. Okay, yep. Thank you for calling. For okay. Taking the call. All right. Thanks for taking the call. John Bishop's grunt wins at 52% to 48, 45%. John's a grunt guy, you know? Like he's, a, whether he it's is. just yes or a grunt or whatever, that's just, that's who John is. By the way, shouts out for John Bishop for having my back on that call. John, I love you. He did. He did. We'll get married. If, After we, if we go to Maui with Creighton, we'll get married on top of a mountain no, in Hawaii. Oh, no, okay. you're not. No, okay. <laughs> but I'd be there if you were. After okay. Scott Frost and Mickey Joseph, who should be the next head coach in Nebraska? Zach Taylor got 45%. Jamal Lord, 24%. Joe Gans, 22%. Eric Crouch, 9%. Sheesh. Really? What's with people? Show some respect no. for the Heisman Trophy winning Eric Crouch and Joey G. Is the Schick and Nick show a pro or con to taking the Nebraska job? 75% said pro. Okay, that's good. I was going to be a little nervous about that. Will you now say sugar coatney instead of sugar coat? 77% said yes. <sighs> oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I just love it so much. Do you believe caller Bob actually hung up on Nick back in 2018? I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. I don't think there's any doubt. 68% said yes. My mom was really concerned, by the way. Like, you you didn't hang up on him, did you? Like, she was, honey, Pickle, she calls me Pickle. Pickle, you weren't mean to him, were you? I'd be very disappointed in you if you were. I was like, sheesh, Mom. God, Mom, shut up. Give me some gushers. Shut up. I'm trying to play Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay, yep. Thank you for calling. I'm okay. The call. Bob almost got me in trouble with my mom, Doug. Jeez, Bob. Revent check in mate, Bob. Yeah, right. Got Nick grounded. He did. Hernia surgery and I'm grounded. Not good. You win, Bob. <laughs> you win. Is grunting when someone calls your name a clear sign of aging? 93%. <laughs> said yes. Uh, John Bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much in Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood just grunted. Whenever anybody said his name, Clint, Clint Eastwood. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, John Bishop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you say? You say my name? Look out there. Get off my lawn. Get off yeah. my lawn. We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to go back to the Clint Eastwood. Part of the show that we did when we were hosting the radio together. Oh, Halftime America. <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you <laughs> if you went into a McDonald's with a coupon for a hurry McFlurry, would the ice cream machine be broken? Ninety seven percent said yes. Wow, that's a landslide, my friends. It's great. 
Last question. Did Caller Bob actually wake John Bishop when he mentioned his name? 90% said yes. Uh, John Bishop? Mm. <laughs> because it's chipper enough. It's not chipper like he was awake, but it's chipper enough to try to mask the fact that he had fallen asleep. Oh, that's Bishop great. fell asleep. You know? Again. That's, that's a fact. Uh, again, shouts out to Aaron. Yep. With uh, Nebraska Realty for sponsoring those poll questions. And if you would like to sponsor the show in any aspect, you can at laughatchickennick.com is where you can reach out to us at email just like Aaron did. And uh, Aaron Dell. Aaron did. I like it. Hold on. Do we got our Tyler McKinney? You you want to be our sponsor? Do we have have Tyler? Tyler, what do you think? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken. Show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. Lining up. Getting lined up. Yes. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.